welcome yet again to the Nasco Moments radio talk show. Today, our conversation is on substance abuse, its impact on the lifestyle of the youth. Substance abuse is a major ill bedeviling our society, and obviously it is taking a toll on the productivity and sanity of our young men and women. Statistics from the National Drug Law Enforcement Agency, NDLEA, reveal that cannabis, also known as marijuana, is the commonest abused drug in Nigeria. On the other hand, the totality of illicit drugs seized by the NDLEA in 2013 weighed a staggering 339,964 kilograms, with cannabis alone accounting for 205,373 kilograms. An estimated street value of 34 billion naira was placed on that confiscation alone. Again in 2013, a total of 3,271 drug-dependent persons were counseled in NDLEA facilities nationwide, comprising 3,026 males and 209 females. This no doubt represents a minute number given the legion of unreported drug-dependent persons nationwide. It is therefore not a fabrication that among several others, Alcoholic beverages, various illicit drugs, and even some approved pharmaceutical products are today being abused by the youth, especially in Nigeria. And the rates and widespread nature of such abuses are very alarming indeed. So what steps do we need to take to correct this evidently worrisome trend? First, there is apparent need for sustained awareness on substance abuse and how it negatively affects the lifestyle of our young men and women. Second, and also important, the role of parents and guardians in superintending over the social life of their children and wards is deserving of further scrutiny. As a parent or guardian, do you know where your children are? Do you know the sort of company your children keep for friends, either at school, at play, or at work? Do you, as a parent, even know what substance abuse is all about? Or are you, as a parent, also abusing substances? It is against this background that we invited Dr. Kingsley Mayowa Okonoda, a consultant psychiatrist at the Joss University Teaching Hospital and lecturer at the University of Joss. Dr. Kingsley O'Connor is also the medical director, NetWealth Center for Addiction Management, Joss. He was until recently the vice chairman of Nigeria Medical Association, Plateau State, and is renowned for his community service in mental health promotion activities, especially as it relates to the menace of drug and alcohol and substance abuse on the youth. Stay right by your radio set as we discuss this topic. We will be right back. A promise kept. Savor the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco Cream Crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco Cream Crackers is best served with tea, coffee, and cheese. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and Nasco Cream Crackers, another quality product from Nasco. My name is Hudungyang and welcome to the Nasco Moment Show, Dr. Kingsley Mayowa Okonoda. Thank you very much, Hudung, and the listeners at home. Okay, so we'd like our listeners uh, not to have 
varying ideas of what substance abuse is. So when we say substance abuse, what do we mean by that? All right, substance abuse. We, I think we need to start by uh, having a clear-cut idea of what substances are. And by substances, we mean both licit and illicit substances. Um, usually, from your intro, you, you started talking about cannabis and all that. Those are illicit substances or illicit drugs. And when we now say substances, we have to look at it in terms of licit, that is those ones that are legal, both um, alcohol and secret, uh, usually the two licit um, drugs. Um, I said alcohol, May, most people don't talk about alcohol as drug, but we know the definition of drug as anything that can affect the brain and the functioning of the body. And so alcohol is a drug, it's licit. Then you also look at substances in terms of drugs of prescription, even drugs as, as, as simple as paracetamol could, could go as a substance in the sense that it is a drug. And so when we now talk about drug abuse on a general level now, when you look at the drug of prescription, once a person uses a drug of prescription outside of the, of the purpose and intent for which it was prescribed or beyond the purpose and intent for which it was prescribed, it becomes drug abuse. Then when somebody uses these licit drugs, alcohol or cigarette, beyond what is, is um, okay for the body, then it becomes drug abuse. Then when somebody uses illicit drug in any form, mm. it becomes drug abuse. Okay. All right. That's clear enough, I think. Could you name and discuss briefly the types of uh, substances that can be abused? You have started okay, already. Okay. Um, invariably, I've started mm. by trying to distinguish. Like I said, you could have drugs of recreation. Mm. That is alcohol and cigarettes. That's the illicit ones, the ones that NDLA will not arrest you, mm. police will not arrest you. Then we can have the illicit ones, like cannabis that you talked about, like cocaine, like heroin, like um, even drugs of prescription, I mean prescription drugs, like tramadol, like um, diazepam, that's ben benzodiazepines. These are drugs that are used uh, for sleep. Benzodiazepines, tramadol, rohypnol. People also use it as for deep rate, um, and date rape, and all that. And any other thing that can affect the functioning of the body that usually makes people feel high. You will be surprised that people use things like um, nail polish, like uh, paint, like petrol, because it makes them feel high. People use things like pit latrine to feel high. So on a general level, we now talk about sedatives, things that can make people feel um, calm, wanting to sleep, hypnotics. You talk about uh, stimulants, things that make people feel high. Uh, even the uh, psychedelic drugs that like amphetamines. Mm. Uh, people usually think that those things are not in Nigeria. But the NDLA have actually closed down some facilities in the east, two of them like that, in the, in the last one year, where they were manufacturing these things. And then any other drug that is, may look benign, that is not a problem, but people combine them together. Even recently, just about two weeks ago, some of my, some of my patients, they actually got some leaves, dried leaves, 
pounded them together and they were sniffing them. And it was able to make, make them, them high. Now, when you listen to all this, it makes you wonder, what are the factors that actually contribute or instigate the abuse of all these substances? Yes, thank you very much. The factors are my right. Yes, um, can, it can move from um, the normal everyday thing, challenges of life, people are under stress, and because they are under stress, they want to get away from, from their stress. You know, people talk about drink away your soul. So they go and take alcohol because there is a problem at home. There is a problem with paying school fees. There is an economic problem. So they want to drown themselves in, in alcohol in order to get away from it. That's one. Then you, you should also know that it's, it could be cultural. I've met people... I come from the Niger Delta by origin. And one of the things there, like in every other society, most other society in Africa, is that a marriage is not contracted without putting alcohol. alcohol. And you know all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So it is permissive. It is cultural. But then, like I said, stresses of life. Then peer influence, mm -hmm. peer prayer. People say, you know, if you look at some, uh, I don't want to mention any brand, so that I do not look as if, yes. uh, but but they say the ultimate man. You know, they, they link some of those things with being a man. If you are a man, you need to go through all those kind of things. Those are things that lose benign, but it actually affects our youth. Okay. And then, of course, the, the experimentation. They just want to experiment. They just want to... You just know, the exuberance of the youth. Youth exuberance. Yes. So, and then another thing we have, have to also look at is parental um, influence. Mm. Many people, you know, there's a, what we call the drug culture precarious culture of drugs, you know, spirit the core, they move together. When people believe that they don't have enough love at home, they then go, they find it, they somewhere, find it else. somewhere else. Okay, so, we'll come back to, to look at these some more, but yeah. we have to take a break at this point. Listen to the Nasco Moments radio talk show, and please come back when we return. Brightex, white detergent, Brightex, Brightex, white detergent, Brightex, for your brightest wash, Brightex. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans dip stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Thank you for tuning in. You're on to the NASCO Moments radio talk show. Today we have with us Dr. Kingsley Mayowa Okonoda, a consultant psychiatrist at the Joss University Teaching Hospital. And he's also medical director, Net Wealth Center for Addiction Management, Joss. Uh, thank you, doctor, for your contributions so far. Uh, this is a critical subject and I'm sure people are being enlightened so far. Right now, we'd like to turn our attention uh, to how society's disposition may fuel or worsen the situation. Like, is there any way that society contributes, perhaps, in increasing the rates of abuse and even trafficking? Okay, thank you very much. Um, if you notice that it seems as if we have started talking about it already, mm. we talk about cultural influences. Uh, there are some cultures in which it is acceptable. In fact, people start giving their children those things, even as, 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 uh, as early as infancy. That's one. Then you have to also look at the issue of... Uh, 
of um, advertisement, uh, pop culture, pop culture. Um, some some people actually think that you cannot really be a musician, you can't be a star, and all those things without using some of those things. That's that's like ultimately contributing to the use of these things. So anybody that goes along that line wants to belong, and then wants to go along that line. And then the issue of enforcement. Either we like it or not, government. The first uh, priority of government is the welfare of the people. But um, when government doesn't, you know, put um, appropriate laws or enforce those laws. For example, we know that in many places you say that people below 18 cannot take even the illicit ones. Yes. And then the illicit ones, you we, we, you see that um, society, I mean, most of the time you hear about confiscation of this and that. Do we actually get to see people prosecuted? Do we actually get to see people jailed for those things rather than just burning uh, catches of, of, of uh, drugs and all those kind of things? And so when people can do these things and get away with it, society is invariably um, yeah, I mean, uh, promoting it. And then another thing about it is that usually we know from the point of view of we as doctors, we know that we look at drug as a medical problem. Yes, when people get into drugs, they get into it willingly. But after a while, areas of the brain are affected. And so, they respond to those things naturally, just like, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, and all that. And then, there's need for adequate and proper treatment. Usually, we talk about support, don't punish. Because the person that is taking drugs is actually a victim. Usually, a victim of the traffickers. Because the traffickers, many of them don't even take drugs. They want to have the clear mind and and consciousness to be able to propagate their business and so many a times you look you take the victim and make them suffer you punish them rather than actually treat them and you leave the traffickers without the necessary uh, punishment okay so we're, we're looking is, at it the wrong yes. way yes uh, how is it that how is it true that certain professions uh, job roles actually uh, require the use of drugs or <laughs> psychopathic substances to help them enhance their performance um, if you you know, I've mentioned one already talking about music and all that, but those are erroneous beliefs. Actually, what you need is a clear mind, all you need is inspiration, all you need is motivation. Now, it is permit me to, to say it's like a lie of the devil for people to believe that you need those things. People, some of them will tell you that ah, when they take substances, it, it gives them inspiration. The truth is that anything, any inspiration you cannot get on your own or by practice it's not an inspiration because eventually it destroys their mind people people have linked cannabis use for example with with, um, with mental illness so for then uh, another thing is that people like to take stimulants and all that in order to keep alert to be able to read uh, they call it tdp today break and all that all those things are as a result of not properly planning your time because one of the things we do in therapy is that we help people to plan their time. We call it 24-hour daily schedule. We plan the whole day and really the almighty God knows that all of us can make do with 24 hours. That's why he made one day 24 hours. Um, lack of proper planning, lack of adequate goals and drive is what makes people think that certain professions. The truth is real men don't need drugs. 
All right, that's interesting. Now, looking at available statistics, it seems that young men, boys, constitute a higher a number of drug-dependent persons. So the question here is, does gender play a role in substance abuse? Yes, because we can't shy away from that fact. Young men, by their nature, are precarious. Young men, by their nature, experiment. They, they seek um, pleasure, they seek fun. Not only that, they, you know, something that makes them high, you know, by their restless nature and all that. So, statistics have shown that men do it more. But we are getting to see a, a, a funny trend in which more women are getting involved in those things than in, in the recent past. Yes. Why and is this so? Yes, this is so because challenges of life. You see that roles are changing. In the past, what happens is that the men are hunters, the women are carers. They stay at home, they, they, they cook the food and all that. But these days, you agree with me that there's nothing men do that women don't do these days, including <laughs> boxing. And so because the challenges are increasing and then the stress, stress is... And then, of course, the women liberation thing, everything is... Anything a man can do, a woman can do, as they say, even better. So they are getting into the drugs even better. Oh. That's on the lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> Not better though. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, listener, for staying with us on the NASCAR Moment Show, even though it is a very serious discussion, uh, the effects of substance abuse on the youth. Uh, we're not done yet. We're just taking a break. Please stay with us. Flavor you may need. Yes, so crunchy and so creamy. Yes, it's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, Tasco. away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. Welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show. and We've been discussing the effects of substance abuse on the youth with Dr. Kingsley Mayowa Okonoda, consultant psychiatrist at the Joss University Teaching Hospital, lecturer at the University of Joss, medical director, NetWealth Center for Addiction Management. Now, what are the various manifestations of substance dependence? Yes, now um, substance dependence, mm. uh, because there's a little difference between substance abuse and substance dependence. Sometimes substance abuse is wider, but once you talk about dependence, that's what the layman calls addiction. And now there are, there are I'll divide it into two: there's the physiological one and then the psychological one. The physiological one talks about um, how the body also functions. For example, when people have withdrawal symptoms, and then that is um, once they don't have the substance to take, they start manifesting some things like tremor, headaches, hot flushes, and these are the reasons why many times it's difficult for people to stop even when they want to stop because of those experiences. And then there's what we call tolerance. Tolerance is having to use increasing amount of the substance in order to get the same effect that they used to get. These two things are what constitute I mean, physiological dependence. 
And then there are the psychological ones in which we have what we call craving. That is a strong, irresistible desire or urge to take the substance. That's why you see that sometimes people are at work, they are restless, they just want to go out so that they can take the substance. And then we have what we call uh, primacy. Primacy means that it becomes prime, number one thing in their lives. They neglect all forms of activities, either recreational or sometimes even productive activities in order to seek um, the substance. And then sometimes people, despite the fact that they know the knowledge, they have the knowledge of the harm that this substance can do to them, or sometimes they have even gone through the harm, they still go ahead and use the substance. And then of course we have um, failure of control, that's inability to control the onset, progression or termination of the substance. For example, somebody goes to a bar, I don't know how much they sell a bottle of uh, beer now, he has money for only one bottle, he gets there, he finishes one, barman give me another. Then by the end of the day, he has taken 10 bottles and then they are holding him and all that. He's not able to control the onset and termination. So Knowing when, full well that he cannot yes, pay for it. Yes, exactly. Mm. When somebody has any three of these six things that I've mentioned mm. in the past 12 months, that means the person is actually dependent. The person is already addicted. Okay. And then the Americans will also, by their own definition, put another one, the seventh one says that okay if somebody has attempted to stop and then he finds himself going back without being able to stop that constitutes another uh, another um, Category. manifestation mm. yes okay. of, of dependence now earlier on you mentioned the approved pharmaceutical products like tramadol uh, cough syrups energy drinks uh, so what could be responsible for the abuse of these approved pharmaceutical products how can it be forestalled? Now, um, the truth of the matter is that everything that the Almighty God created has positive effects, no matter how you want to look at it. And so when you talk about this tramadol and all these kind of things, we use them many times for pain, to relieve pain and all that. But they also have effect on because as something is taking care of the pain, it also has some negative effects. To forestall them, we already have the laws. Okay? The problem is that in Nigeria, we don't enforce anything. Yes. Nobody should be able to get drug without prescription, apart from the over-the-counter drugs, what we call OTCs. And we know what OTCs, OTCs are, uh, things like um, paracetamol and all that, uh, antimalarials and all that. But in this country, it will shock you because it has happened to me before that even things like benzodiazepines that are supposed to be strictly by prescription are sold over the counter. You know, I was somewhere in, 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 in Europe sometimes, ordinary uh, diclofenac that is a pain reliever, it was difficult to get it until I showed my ID card as a doctor. And of course, they even had to snap it, uh, photocopy it, so that they can use it for their regulatory. But in this country, anything goes. So, it is not as if we really don't have the laws. Nobody enforces the law. And nobody enforces those things. And that's where the problem is. Right. Yes. Uh, so, how may we detect signs that a relation, friend, family member, someone we know, colleague, uh, is abusing substances? What are those behavioral and physical changes that we should look out for? Okay, thank you very much. Apart from the things that I've told you earlier, those are when the person is already actually dependent. But there are some signs that shows that this person may not be dependent yet, but has started abusing drugs.
Usually, their behavior changes. They become secretive. You understand? They become, you know, people, people keep late nights. People don't get to work on time. People leave work earlier than before. People hide what they are doing. They become secretive. Then sometimes they are, even they are, they are grooming, you know, their physical appearance in terms of taking care of themselves changes. Then their behavior in terms of, become, they become, they usually become restless and aggressive. Somebody that is usually quiet or well-behaved now can flare up, talk to his mother or father or boss at work anyhow. And usually, of course, in the area of money, because they always need money to fund the habit. And so you see that many a times they become, they spend more than necessary. And then if they don't have the money sometimes, they either sell their things or even steal. Once you start, and then of course for people who are, are in school, they are great. We start deteriorating because they are spending more time seeking the drugs or going around with friends than actually getting the work done, the academics done. And then for people at work, productivity also declines. Once you start seeing all these things, and then sometimes people actually have signs of mental illness, abnormal behavior, and uh, some people become unnecessarily withdrawn and sad. Then you can know that most likely, it's not always, mm. but most likely this person is involved in this. Okay. Um, it, it seems that there's so much more to learn. There's so much information here uh, on, on the topic. So, um, Dr. Kingsley Okonada, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, we hope you will return next week to enable us to conclude this discussion for the benefit of the listener. I will. Okay, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> uh, listener, that's all we can take on the show today. Please follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group. Uh, the Twitter handle is at NASCO Group. You can follow that as well. We encourage you to send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO show to the email marketing at nasco.net or to the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. The question for this week is, mention any three ingredients used in making NASCO shortcake biscuits. Mention any three ingredients used in making NASCO shortcake biscuits. Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Include your name and location. Again, the number is 0805-774-7777. Remember that last week we asked you the question, which is Africa's newest country? Well, the answer is South Sudan, and we'd like to congratulate our winner for last week, who is Kazim Yusuf from Basa. You have one NASCO gift basket coming up. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO, and it was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department, producer Harun Audu, Contents Development, Tolu Bakari and Harun Audu. Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu and Tolu Bakari. I am Hudun Gyang. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week filled with NASCO quality. <music>